Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to those of us that are here on the Zoom call. And hello to everybody listening on ACB Radio. My name is Gabe Griffith, and I am the co-chair of the ACB Resolutions Committee. We are here tonight to, because resolutions are going to work a little bit different than they have in past years, um, and even slightly different. We're going to modify the uh, process we went through even last year a little bit. So what I wanted to do here tonight is just to quickly kind of outline the process, and then for anybody that... Uh, is here and would like to ask a question about either how to submit a resolution or uh, even how to to craft a resolution. Um, we'd like to talk about that a little bit and, and maybe if we need to connect with somebody offline and uh, or outside of this meeting and we can help connect you with somebody that can uh, on the committee that can help write a resolution. So Kind of based off of what the uh, task force that President Dan Spoon put together last year, um, there's nothing in the ACB Constitution or bylaws at this point that really says when a resolution has to be submitted. Uh, So what we're going to ask this year is that, if possible, to try and turn them in by around the 1st of June. That way it gives the committee plenty of time to work with you on any wordsmithing and making it as strong of a resolution as it can be. But our absolutely hard deadline to get resolutions in by is going to be the last Friday of the convention, which is going to be July 23rd. Um, And then... Uh, What we're going to do is once we have the resolutions that we can work with, we will have, and this part's going to be like last year, we'll have some community calls with uh, everybody who can join and uh, especially hopefully those that submitted resolutions and we'll go through them. um, And hopefully by that time, the committee will have had time to to work with the authors to to make them as, as strong as they can. But then we'll bring them to the entire committee to uh, to work with kind of public in a public setting, if you will. And uh, like I said, that will be done over community calls. And once we've done that, they will be presented to the ACB board because the elections this year or the uh, voting this year is going to be restricted to elections. And so uh, much like last year, we'll have the ACB board Um, be the body that will adopt these for uh, whatever action. And that meeting where the board will do that is going to be at the end of August. So um, are there any questions from those here on the call about that process? I know there's a couple of people that came in as we were talking or as I was talking there. Okay, no one raised their hand, so. Okay, not hearing anything. So at this point, and it looks like it's mostly committee members that are on this call, um, but I know, uh, Pat, we were talking a little bit about the resolution. Did you have any other questions about that? Or I see, see a couple of other non-committee members. So if, uh, if anyone has any questions about the process, and I'm hoping somebody does have some questions. Otherwise, this is going to be one of the shortest community calls in history. Or if anybody else, anybody on the committee even uh, has a question, because I think this is the first time that the committee has actually gotten together since uh, this stuff started being talked about. You're unmuted. Is that oh, is that okay. Renee? Yeah, it is. My only, uh, it's not a question, and, and and thank you for your very thorough explanation. Um, my only concern is um, this this time: Are we going to take the resolutions? as they come in so that we don't have a disparity of, of people not happy with uh, resolution was going to be heard at this time, but no, we're taking them as we did last year, some of the shorter ones and some of the longer ones. Um, are we going to just keep, keep the resolutions in order? 
this time? Some of it will depend on when they came in. So um, if we get enough in, say, by early June, maybe we'll be able to start having a, a community call or two even before the convention to, to finalize those. Um, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll go on from there after convention. But I think, uh, I think Renee that, yes, I, I definitely will. Uh, we definitely will try to publish more of a schedule of when we plan to work on those resolutions so that it's, uh, known ahead of time that on any given call that these are going to be the re- resolutions we are going to attempt to tackle. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, and and I know last year, uh, I I have I will freely admit that last year we were kind of, or at least from my perspective, I I know I was kind of making things up as we went and trying to figure things out and feel our way through it. Um, this year, I think both on a national level and uh, and learning from some of the state conventions. Um, our own here in California, as, as Jeff can, uh, will hopefully agree to. You know, we we've kind of learned from what we did last year, and and built on that. So this year, I think uh, I think we're able to have a little bit better of an idea of how we're doing it. Jeff, would you agree with that? And I'm only I'm only picking on Jeff because he is the co-chair of our California Council uh, con- uh, Resolutions Committee. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, although it's just, it's a little tough because you never know what's going to hit and when it's going to hit and what your deadlines are going to be. So, yes, I would agree that we'll certainly make that effort. Any other thoughts or questions from anyone? Hello, Michael. Welcome. Gabe, this is Deanne. Yes, Deanne. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you today? I am well, thank you. So when we get, yeah, you too. And nice to see everyone. So when we get resolutions, say, submitted from members of our affiliates, um, would you Mm -hmm. like for us to post them to the resolutions group list or uh, how would you like to handle that? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. If committee members have them, you can post them to the list um, or send them directly to me. I think everyone on the committee has my email, but also I think this is probably a good time I can give out my information for anybody that uh, is not on the committee that would like to submit one, you can send them to me at gabe.griffith, that's G-A-B-E dot G-R-I-F-F-I-T-H at C-C-B-N-E-T dot org. Um, and then, you know, then we can share them and, and make sure the whole committee has them. But yeah, Dan, I'd say if, if you have one that say is, is one of those from your state that says, and, and be it further resolved that we send this to ACB for their <laughs> committee, then yeah, go ahead and share it on the list and, and I'll grab it and stick it in my resolutions folder. Great. Thanks so much. Sure. Anyone else? I believe I saw Michael's hand raise. I, I, I was going to say, Michael, I know you're on the call, but I know, and, and you're, you know, no, never shy. So what, uh, what do you have? Just procedurally quick. Are we going to have a Dropbox we can subscribe to so that all the resolutions wind up in one place? You know what? If everybody here has Dropbox, then yeah, we can definitely do that. I just, it seems like every year, something gets lost or misplaced or technology fails. And I really think a Dropbox would, would help this committee greatly. Yeah, I can, I can for sure set that up. Um, but, but I guess I, I want to ask just a bunch of obvious stuff that maybe people aren't asking or don't think to ask. California. Obvious questions are always good questions to ask. California is an interesting affiliate in that you have a resolutions committee. Whereas there are other affiliates that perhaps go years without ever writing a resolution at all and may not even really get what this whole resolution thing is. So, I mean, we see press releases from the national organization about accessible. There was an exercise bike that now has a screen reader in it. There was some, you know, amazing Coxwell stuff that happened with the legislation. So, like, why do we even Mm -hmm. need these Mm -hmm. resolutions? You know, the the national office seems to coast along pretty good. 
Well, thank you for asking that because you're right. I did mean to touch on that. So a resolution is, and anyone else chime in with uh, anything I miss, because um, I, I don't think I have the Webster's dictionary definition right here in front of me. Um, but a resolution is basically what guides the organization. It It's basically a, for lack of a better uh, term, it's a series of explanations of why something is an issue. And then the the uh, resolved part, or kind of the meat of the, the part is what we as an organization are going to do about it. Um, so we, we have the first part that is a bunch of statements that uh, that start off with a whereas and talk about what the issue is and, and uh, why this is important for us as people who are blind or low vision. And then it, it winds up by saying, and therefore be it resolved that the American Council of the Blind will do this, that, or whatever else. And, and basically lays out what action that we're going to take. Does anyone, anyone have anything to add to that or... So I'll give an answer to Michael's query. And it's one thing for staff to to determine that this is something they're going to pursue or this is something that they're going to do. But it's another thing for the membership to do it. And this, the resolutions process, is the process whereby the membership of this organization determines the problems that they want to solve and the solutions to those problems. Some resolutions are meant more for the membership itself to look at and to digest. Others are meant more, uh, they're very clear to the membership, but they're meant more to tell the external party, whether it be, you know, you know, the federal government or some private company or whoever, what we think they're doing wrong and what they need to do right. So and here's, you know, a, here's an example of that. Last year, there was a... If we didn't have resolutions, the membership wouldn't speak yeah. word policy. So, sorry, Jeff, I thought you were, thought okay. you were done there. Um, and, and that's a clear example of the obvious that didn't get said because it was in my mind that, yeah, that's the chance for the membership to speak. But, um, you know, as, as an example, last year, we had a resolution that was originally submitted asking NLS to create some new categories in their searches. Well, between the time that that resolution was originally submitted to us and by the time we started actually kind of, you know, refining it, NLS had actually done the work because some CCB or ACB uh, members had gone to NLS and started working with them. And so by the time we started finalizing the resolution, the stuff that was being asked for in that resolution was already done. And so we, we completely, uh, okay. Somebody is unmuted with a computer speaking in the background. Um, but we, we ended up totally changing the, the wording of that resolution instead of asking NLS to create these categories, thanking them for having created those categories. So, um, you know, there was a resolution a couple of years ago that, you know, an example of an internal resolution is it. it uh, there's a resolution a couple of years ago that called on the president to establish a task force to look at the entire resolutions process and come up with some ways whereby the process could be a little bit smoother. Um, and and uh, for the when the comes for the membership to to vote on them to. You know, have that be a little bit easier so that we don't have to spend one full day of the convention doing almost nothing but hearing resolutions. So those are just a couple of, of maybe examples. Michael, did you have any other obvious questions for us? Let me think. So, um, so I have an <laughs> idea of, of something that I um, that's important to me. But why don't we do this like a couple of years ago? So let's say um, I was concerned because I, I went into a restaurant and it had a tablet, uh, kind of like an iPad thing, mm-hmm. and it was inaccessible. And uh, so I, I couldn't place my, I couldn't pay my bill. Uh, right. If, if, 
what would I do at that point? I mean, I could call the national office. I know that's one thing I could do, but obviously this is the resolutions committee. Um, and let's say, I don't know how to write a resolution even. I mean, mm-hmm. but I have this idea and it's something I, I think is important. Um, what would, what would you suggest I do with this? Well, there's a couple of things. If, you know, if it's at this time of year and we're doing these resolutions, then hopefully the word gets out and you can reach out. We could connect you up with a member of the committee to help write that resolution because you know, as long as you have the reasons of why this is important and, a, and an idea of what you would like the organization to do, um, then then we can help to, to put that into the format that we use. Right, so I don't um, have to worry about the whereas therefore. No, you, you don't need to, you don't need to know the details of the formatting. You just need to be able to come to, to us and say, Hey, I went to this, you know, it, it's important for us as people who are blind to be able to go to a restaurant and have the same access to pay our expensive bills as everybody else. And, you know, these uh, restaurants are using these tablets to pay for that and they are not accessible to us. And then an idea of, well, what do you want us to do? Oh, I want you to work with the uh, you know, creators of these tablets to make them accessible. Um, now, if you, if you have that, I, you know, those ideas, then we can help you with, um, you know, with, with putting it into the proper formatting and that we use to kind of be the same formatting across all of the resolutions that we do. Cool. I think those are kind of the main questions I wanted to get at. It's just, you know, I, uh, when I started resolutions, when I started being interested in this committee, uh, it was because that was 2004 and I had just started reading the, um, ACB history. And I happened to see a sentence in there that in 1904, the Free Matter for the Blind Act was passed. And I thought, gee, I should go to the resolutions committee and and tell them that we should make a resolution that this is the 100 year anniversary of the Free Matter for the Blind Act. So we should inform the public about what Free Matter for the Blind is in case they don't know. And I didn't really know how to write it. But I, I had the idea, and, and they went and uh, worked with me and did it. So um, I think if, if people are on this call who aren't familiar with resolutions, if you walk away with nothing from this call um, except what I'm about to say, just know that you don't have to know the right way, the quote, right way to do it. You don't have to be a great public speaker. You, you, know, you, you, you just you have to have an idea, and that's about it an idea of something that you want changed. And then we can yeah, help you figure out how to turn that into the right format. Um, sometimes we can help figure out like what to do. Cause maybe you don't know what to do. Um, you know, like, well, gee, I wish we had accessible, uh, whatever Medicare, uh, stuff in Braille. Cause I'm not getting that. Well, you may not know who to do that, but we have a whole bunch of mm-hmm. people in this organization with a lot of experience and, uh, and, you know, we can figure these things out. So I guess what I, what I, what I would say as long winded as I am is just don't be intimidated by the resolutions process. And I know in the past, we've just kind of said, Hey, it's resolutions time. Good luck guys. Um, but one of the beauties of these community calls is that we're here and hopefully we're putting a face and a voice to this process because for me this is what acb is about it's setting the policies it's taking people's dreams and turning them into screen readers for iphones and turning them into braille materials from social security and turning them into accessible currency although we have a ways to go with that and turning <laughs> it into audio described movies and tv shows and netflix that stuff one way or another came out of resolutions Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something I think you said there, Michael, that you know I think you kind of touched on, but I want to make totally clear here is even if you don't necessarily know the proper channel for resolving the issue, like you know, hey, I've got this. Maybe your your example earlier of I you know I went to a restaurant and they had this tablet that is inaccessible. As long as you have the kind of that idea. Dia, and and maybe you don't know the proper channels because honestly I'm not sure I know the the proper authorities to go to or the proper 
you know, the best channels to go through to get something like that. But like you said, Michael, we, there's a lot of really smart people in this organization. And so if you bring that idea of here's the issue that I'm having and I, I don't know exactly how to resolve it, well, we can help you to craft the resolution. And I bet you we can find somebody in ACB that knows the, the right things to do to, to get that fixed or where to send it. If I have to leave the call for another, another call. So, okay. You're excused. Thanks. <laughs> That's about all I've got, I think, but you know, it's been a while since we've, so I feel like I'm taking over Dave and I, I don't mean to, but it's been a while since we've asked no. if people have questions. I wonder if we should just see what, Having talked for five or ten minutes, if anyone, right? Yeah, uh, maybe there's somebody new. All right, well let's uh, um, let's go ahead and we've got someone take some with questions. a phone number of uh, area code nine seven eight. Yes, this is Gerard from Boston. What was that email address you gave a little while ago? Gabe Griffith. That's G A B E. Dot G R I F F I T H at ccbnet.org. Okay, we have uh, Beth. Next. Yeah, that new ATV discussion. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we have Beth. Okay, hi, this is Beth. And so if, let's say I have an idea and I write to Gabe, and would it be of great help? I would think that it would if if it's possible for us to put our idea into an outline form like here are my wishes here here is here's the problem number one number two number three and here is what i believe if i have any ideas should be done about it and then number those would that be a good way to do it gabe yeah that would that would be could definitely help but um you know even just a a narrative and then you know what we can have one of the uh, members reach out to either myself or, or another member. And um, also probably something that would really help is make sure to include your contact information. If you, if you send me an email on that so that, you know, if there's a, if there's further questions, mate, sometimes it's easier just to get together and talk for a little bit than it is to exchange right. 73 emails. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, I appreciate it. Okay. I'll get on that and uh, looking You're forward welcome. to it. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for the question. I guess for anybody that might be listening that does that maybe doesn't have email, let me give out a phone number as well. Uh, you can you can reach me at and if I don't answer because I do work during the day, so and and often have calls like this in the evening. So if I don't answer, definitely leave a message. But you can call me at area code nine two five two 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 five seven. Six two. So again, it's nine two five two 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 five seven six two. Oh, all right. Okay, Linda, we do we have, have any other? Yeah, we do have area code nine five one. Is that Nancy? Hi, this is Nancy Unger. I'm unmuted. Sorry about the. I didn't realize I was unmuted before when beginning. That's um, nah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not on the committee. I'm not sure I want to step on night and do it. It's fascinating, though. I used to have something on about how to write resolutions, but what? This might be a silly question, but what happens? How, how, well, the approval, if someone approves or denies it, what, what's that based on? Also, um, where are these resolutions, uh, with the resolutions that are being um, approved, where do they get sent, and how do we know? That they've actually been resolved. You have articles in the blind Californian and with the blind Californian in a few couple months, and I don't know. I don't know why my memory is just failing me. Thank well, you. Well, remember, and this is for the national ACB, so it would be more for you know in the Braille forum. But um, as far as where they go, it it really depends on what the resolution called for. You know, if it if it calls yeah, for the president sense. of the organization to establish a task force. Then it's up to to Dan Spoon as as president to establish that, or maybe another one would call you know call on uh, 
staff to to write a letter to you know, I don't know the FCC or something, and so in that case it would be up to uh, Clark and uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce it Swatha to uh, you know to to write a letter. So it you know the, where it goes depends on what the the resolve calls on it to do, and then as far as knowing what is done with it um yeah that's probably one thing that you know I, I think acb could probably do a little bit better would be to uh you know have a, a report you know maybe annually at the convention on what happened with previous year's resolutions but sometimes it, they can be resolved as quickly as you know, within a month or two after they're adopted, um, if it's just a, something like, you know, we want to write a letter thanking this organization or do something else. Sometimes if it calls for legislation, then it could take quite a bit longer because those, you know, legislation, as we all know, could take two or three or 10 years to get something pushed through. Okay. And then as far as someone approving the resolution or denying it, is it based on the reality of the resolution or just what people really think of it? I don't how do people go based on their approval or disapproval of the resolution? Well, it's probably like anything else in this organization, you know, we all have different opinions. And yeah, so, you know, sometimes it's something that we all agree on and it goes through pretty easily. And sometimes it might be something a little bit more controversial and there could be a hundred different, different opinions. And so, Okay. You know, maybe I, mean, I don't know. Break you know this down maybe maybe though. I'm an Atlanta Braves fan and and you're a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, and so that could be you know if it's something something there. You know, maybe we disagree on on uh, you know on it from that perspective. If it's calling for my team to to get something more favorable than your team, I don't know. Michael, yeah, did you were you gonna say something? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we actually kind of outline this for people who who maybe aren't familiar with the process. So I, I have a resolution and I bring it to this committee. Um, the committee is going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the wording that's in it. Maybe we think it could be written more strongly or maybe. And, and you as an individual that, that brings it to us is definitely going to be part of that. You know, or maybe we think there's things that could be added or tightened language wise. And then once we have something that we think is ready to be voted on, we as a committee decide whether we want to say that it should go before, in this year it's going to be the board, correct me if I'm wrong about this, with a do pass or a do not pass, or we could just make no, uh, no recommendation, which I would, is that, that's usually what we do, isn't it? We just or do we do do passes most of the time? I'm, I'm most of them have a do pass. You know, occasionally there's a no recommendation. Um, I don't think very often we do we come out with do a not. do not pass. Yeah, um, maybe about once a decade. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't happen. So, in a normal year, in a non-pandemic year, um, then the membership would be presented with that resolution. And they would vote to approve it or not to approve it. Now, this year is different, and we're going to pass off all these resolutions to the board. And I, I, beyond that, I don't know the process. But I just thought we should talk a little about what approval yeah. looks like. And you know, the care if it's Nancy or somebody else that mentioned staying up all night. In past years in person, then yes, the, the convention people or uh, resolutions committee members and anybody else that comes to one of our meetings is usually there until, you know, somewhere between midnight and 3 a.m. And, you know, that's when you have me and, and Clark and uh, Claire walking from one hotel to the other at 2 a.m. Uh, but, uh, you know, this year, doing it through the community calls we're we're gonna try to do it more like say this time of the day right so 7 30 eastern time 4 30 ish pacific and so you know unfortunately for folks on the east coast it could be a, a pretty late hour but 
you know, and then in, in the future, we're hoping to be able to do it somewhat through this process as well. Uh, so that when we do come to the convention, we're not having to stay up until 2 a.m. doing resolutions and then uh, nodding off during the general session, you know, so that we actually can participate in all the other parts of, of the convention. Well, Linda, what time are we, or or Doug, Douglas, what time are we scheduled uh, for? Are we going until 8.30? Yes. yes. That's, what I, that's what I was guessing. Do we have any other hands up? We do. Jamaica? Forgive me for asking this, but is Alice Richhart still on the the resolutions committee still? Um, the reason why I ask is because I have an idea and she's one of the few that I can that I that I'm able to get in touch with at this at this at this time. So I wanted to check Alice. Yes, Alice is part of the con committee. She is even on this call, but she is currently muted. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, here Alice I am, is, babe. Alice is, there's I'm Alice. Here. Hi, Alice. Hi. Yeah, if you've got something you want to put forward, Jamaica, just give me a call. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. Do we have any other hands up? And if so, how many? Uh, we don't have any others at the moment. Like. Okay. Alice or Michael or Dan or any other committee members are a little late, but I wonder if we should just take a, a few minutes to introduce ourselves so that people kind of know who we all are on the committee. That would be probably not a bad idea because I know that uh, you know when we started, some of the committee members weren't. So let's go, Michael. You're already unmuted. Want you go first? Sure. Um, so my name is Michael Malver. M A L V E R. Um, I honestly don't remember when I first joined this committee, but let's just say somewhere between 2005 and 2007. Um, and when I can make it to conventions, I, I try to do this cause I did to me, this is like one of the most exciting part. One person's excitement can be another person's absolute drudgery. And I absolutely love this stuff because like I said, it's, it's making people's dreams a reality. And I really like that. So um, the, maybe that's just me. That's what you need to know. And I saw Dan on here. So Dan looks like you're. Yes, I am. And right. uh, my name is Deanne Elliott and I am the legislative chair of the Bay State Council of the Blind. And I joined the resolutions committee about five years ago. And I share um, Michael's uh, sentiments. I think that resolutions are really kind of exciting. And I know that sometimes they seem dry and and boring but um they really do represent big ideas in a kind of a quirky sort of way so i look forward to working with everyone this year all right and alice would you like to unmute yourself and give us hi yes i'm alice richard and i've been on the committee probably close to 10 years and i'm all about advocacy and and policy and politics i guess so that's why my interest. And I'm trying to scan down this list and see, but I think that's all of the committee members. So, but if there's another committee member on here that I missed because of my braille display jumping around or uh, didn't recognize a phone number, um, I guess I can give a quick introduction. My name again is Gabe Griffith, and I am the co-chair of the resolutions committee. I joined for the first time i think around 2004 um before that i i came to a convention as a student didn't know what else was going on saw this thing in the program called resolutions and stumbled into that meeting about 11 o'clock one night and was hooked with all the kind of wordsmithing and playing around with the with the stuff and um for a while, I wasn't able to attend conventions, and so got off the committee for a couple of years. But I'm back on the committee, obviously, and enjoying this. And like like we talked about, we're kind of trying to revise the whole uh, process a little bit. Instead of shoving us into a room in the wee hours of the morning, try to bring this into you know the light of day a little bit more, so to speak, both literally and figuratively, and give folks a chance. So it's exciting to kind of be a part of this whole 
process of evolution. I'm Renee Zellickson, and um, I joined the committee was uh, last year was my first time, and I'm absolutely thrilled that um, Dan Spoon gave me the opportunity to be on the committee. I've always wanted to be on the resolutions committee. Uh, for the reasons that uh, were stated before, I do enjoy wordsmithing and, and policy and being a part of what makes this organization not only um, drive in the way that it can do the advocacy, but to be a part of the solution to the problem um, or the um, organization of a solution instead of just complaining and then not getting anything done is being a proactive person. And I'm also president of the uh, government uh, uh, employees uh, division as well. All right. Is there anyone else that, uh, anyone else on the committee here that we missed? Gabe, could, could you, it might be helpful um, and you may not have the list handy, but just to say who else is on the committee that's not here so that if people may know them and need to get in touch with them. Yeah. Um, I don't have the list right at my fingertips, but uh, Jeff Tom, who was on here for a little bit, a little earlier, leave Charles Nabarete is a member and he was on here a little bit earlier. Paul Edwards, who is currently doing Tuesday topics. And if I'm missing if I'm missing anybody, then I apologize. But I think that is the majority of the committee. I think those guys are the only ones that aren't here right now. Okay, one thing I, I've been hearing from everybody that was giving their introductions is the importance of the resolutions being what drives the policies of ACB. And like Michael was saying earlier. You know, we ACB is a grassroots organization, so it's really the membership that drives what the what advocacy issues ACB is involved in. And so, the, you know, like we talked about, this resolutions process is the is the process by which um, those issues can can be brought up, and and that the members of ACB can tell the the officers, the directors, and the staff of this organization what issues that um, you know, that we want ACB to be involved with over the next weeks, months, and years. Um, any other thoughts on here, guys? We've got another 15 minutes. I guess uh, we don't have to. I have to a use. raised hand. You've got Mary okay. Heroin. Yes, Hi. Mary. Hi. Good evening. Thank you. Um, I had a question, and I mean, I've, I've never written a resolution and I'm not sure whether I, I, I will or not, but I'm wondering like the example that uh, Michael gave earlier about, you know, let's say you ran into um, the use of an inaccessible tablet for payment at a restaurant and somebody decides they want to write a resolution about that. Would you, Mm -hmm. would you recommend that before someone, let's say introduce that topic for a resolution that a person would try to, you know, find who best to communicate with at the restaurant to try to, you know, um, you know, broach that topic and try to see if they could, you know, resolve the issue or at least open up communication first and see how that went before, you know, actually writing a resolution. Um, just as mm-hmm. an example, I'm wondering yeah. what your thoughts were. It certainly wouldn't hurt. Um, in fact, I know of one resolution that came out of California that is going to come to the committee that is on an iPhone app that is used for controlling a pool, your pool stuff, you know, the pump and, and uh, checking the chemical levels and all of that stuff that is not accessible. And the person that brought that to us had been involved with um, this because they bought a house and I can't remember if it had a pool or they put in a pool and found out this app wasn't accessible. And so, you know, they did over the last uh, year-ish uh, try to work with the, the company and finally brought this resolution forward. And one of the, one of the statements that's in there says that, and, and whereas we've worked 
tried to work with this company and they have been unresponsive. So um, being able to put something like that in there does kind of strengthen the case, I guess, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say that it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Well, and in fact, sometimes something that happens, this happened to me a couple of years ago, just as an example, I came to ACB with a resolution and I said, I'm, I'm frustrated because there's a restaurant I go to and they're, Machines that dispense drinks are uh, inaccessible. So I want us to, to, you know, write a resolution about this restaurant. And after talking about the committee, what really happened was we wound up writing this very general resolution about the inaccessibility of foods, automated food service machines in general. So instead of this one restaurant, mm-hmm. it suddenly became an overall policy for the organization to argue for, you know, food, food service kiosks. And I I don't remember exactly how Mm -hmm. it went, but my point is it's great if you can advocate and if you know how to do that, but not everybody likes confrontation and not everybody can find the right person to talk to. And I don't want you to think that by not finding that person to talk to or choosing not to engage that somehow your resolution would be less valid because at the end of the day, yeah. you still can't use that tablet. And, and Michael, that's a great point too, that mm-hmm. in that discussion, maybe it comes up that this, your issue that, you know, the thing that, that you're finding is just kind of a tip of tip of the iceberg. Right. And as we all know, what two thirds of an iceberg is below water level where you can see it. So, you know, maybe the issue that you're bringing forward is, is just, part of a much larger much broader issue than that and so um, maybe you are frustrated because restaurant a has an inaccessible tablet but when we research it a little bit we find out that there is a company whose entire business is making tablets for restaurants and all of their tablets for all of the restaurants are inaccessible well now and they don't and they don't just supply it to restaurant A, they supply it to restaurants A through No, exactly. That's that thank you yes. for that's yeah. exactly where I'm trying to go. So now it's not the one restaurant that's really the issue. Right. It's the big company. You know, so um again, I'm not saying don't advocate, but I, I guess I'm saying that you never really know where these things are gonna end up when when you start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very so. true. Thank you. Thank you for the yeah. Insight. So for sure, you know, if like I said, if you've done any advocacy, then that can can help to strengthen the the case. But if you haven't, then it's not necessary. You know, mm-hmm. definitely, if if there's an issue, bring it to us because if you're having that issue, there's a really really good chance that a lot of other people are having that issue too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. Okay, we have a uh, phone number in the, uh, starting with uh, 317. Real quick, um, I'm just saying this just to get the word out because there are a lot of people listening to this. I'm one of a lot of people who are having trouble getting telehealth. It's illegal. Go to Medicare, get to a Medicare sur- supervisor and let the national office know this is a recent problem and the scale of it is unknown, and I'm very grateful to a couple of people in the resolutions committee who talked to me earlier, but this is a major problem. No one should be asking you to make eye contact, etc. if anyone wants to comment. Um, you know, I really appreciate you all. Thanks, Pat, and um, like we talked about earlier, I think Jeff has your phone number and will reach out to you as, as chair of the Advocacy Services Committee. But also, if if you don't hear from them soon, then either send me an email or give me a call at the the email and at, or phone number that I gave out earlier, and we we definitely want to work on this one. Okay, and Renee has her hand raised. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, on one thing that uh, Michael said, I mean, uh, and then and then you said it's a bigger picture. In the medical community, there are several doctors' offices that have. Um, for lack of a better description of an iPad, and um, and they expect you to fill it out, and they dis they disabled the the, the voice um, mm-hmm. capacity, 
and they're not having a nurse go into a private room and uh, you're ha- you know, with you to fill that out and you can't see the screen and they have a relatively bad attitude. And I, we've run into a, a few offices like that and where, no, we, we can't, fill it, you know, can't fill it out. In, in one instance uh, with, uh, with my husband, his brother filled it out in the waiting room in front of everybody else, which is totally unacceptable. Uh, and um, I, um, I didn't have a chance at that time to go to the uh, e- equip with equality. But I think that when we talk about if there is a resolution about um, inaccessible food things, I think tablets in general, and maybe I don't, uh, you know, for medical offices, this is becoming um, an issue because more and more doctor's offices are going. Mm-hmm. So it is a bigger problem. And um, I don't know if a resolution has been written or not. If not, I might just, you know, throw something out there myself. <clears throat> but I wanted you to just mention that. Just, even if we've talked about inaccessible restaurant tablets, it, this is a different that. thing. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. I went and needed to get drug tested about a year ago, and it was exactly the same thing. There was a tablet to sign yeah. in for your appointment. And um, so I would write it. I go ahead and write it. And I know, I know ACB has already done work with, um, I think it's LabCorp. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, because they have that exact thing where you, know, you have to use a tablet to sign in. Um, I know ACB has done some work with them, but you know, definitely if if this stuff is still going on and you're supposed to be using a tablet to sign in at a doctor's office, um, you know, sometimes issues, you know, sometimes if an issue is brought, they can be part of the same resolution. Sometimes they're different enough that they need to be two separate resolutions. So, um, you know, even though like say the the tablet at at a doctor's office and the telehealth, you know, they're both dealing with health issues in healthcare. We may decide that they are separate enough that they need to be split into, into two separate resolutions. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. see, I mean, with so many resolutions with the telehealth care, and I don't know anything about it, but if it's a medical resolution, um, it, I think somewhere along the line, you could put, more than one issue in a resolution. I mean, uh, something to be, I guess, discussed. Well, you know, it, it depends on how similar they are because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to make a resolution dealing with too many issues because then it loses its power. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a resolution is is most powerful when it is all on the same topic, and and sometimes if it's a narrow enough topic. You know, it's a, it's easier, even if there are a lot of similarities, it, um, you know, it's a lot easier, a lot stronger to, to split it into two separate ones. So um, looks like we have about five minutes left. So maybe we should do one last call for questions and then summon. Gabe, yes. Gabe, can you hear me? Hi, yep. this is Deanne and I'm from Indiana and about four years ago, um, our healthcare industry, their insurance agents, were starting to put kiosks in the waiting rooms and mm-hmm. uh, going into an ophthalmo- ophthalmologist's office and having that uh, be there was quite an experience. And um, since that time, I know I've I've created a result. You know, a, a, my eye doctor now, instead of having the kiosk there, now they do all that processing when they take me back. To the room, but I think we have to. We've got several things going on at a, with the healthcare that we need to deal with. We need to deal with the insurance as well as we need to do with the front desk um, and the paperwork that they need, and that. And I think that this was acerbated by COVID, and I think that that's one of the things that in our resolutions this year, there are things that have come up just because of COVID, um, and that places are finding that doing things online are a lot easier doing things through kiosks are a lot easier and but those are still very inaccessible to us and e-visits have come into play so e-visits now because of covid uh i had to um 
I mean, I had to have Ira, you know, help me with my phone. And on the iPad, you have to had to fill out something that is completely not voiceover um, at all. And you had to use, I happen to have a pen because I have a little bit of vision, but not enough to do this. And so I had to use an IRA agent to help me point with my, I was holding my phone in my hand. And with the other hand, I had this uh, pen and they, and the IRA agent guided my hand where I had to point to, to check in because they wouldn't see you unless you checked in with an e-visit, with a video visit. So, yes, I'm going to try and put something together about this whole medical thing, and I'll send it in, and, um, and, and I'm sure there'll be some wordsmithing, uh, and, and, and that's fine. Uh, but, but, yes, I will, I will, write a, I will re- come up with a resolution. <laughs> the, other, the other thing that I would remind you all of is remember that the aid does not necessarily cover websites because it went into existence before websites became very right. um, useful. Well, there's some, case, there's some um, case law on that, but we are sure. just about out of time here. We've got another, what, 30 seconds or so yeah. probably. Hey, so. hey, Gabe, I have ten seconds, five seconds to say here. This is Beth. This isn't just about blindness. It's also about seniors who are very res- reticent to use technology. Right. They're going to be in trouble too. That's right. Well, and that's a and that's a great point that sometimes resolutions affect and and benefit more than just our community. So, um, but in the few seconds, I do just want to thank everybody who is on the you know who came onto this call, as well as everybody listening on ACB Radio. And just one last time, again, if you have a, a question or want to talk about resolutions or want to submit one. Go ahead and send an email to me at gabe.griffith, so G-A-B-E dot G-R-I-F-F-I-T-H at C-C-B-N-E-T dot org, or call me at 925-222-5762. So again, 925-222-5762. And thank you, everybody. And um, according to my clock, it is... 5.30 Pacific, so 8.30 Eastern, and we're out of time.